0: This is a download from Newstalk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.
1: Each week on Global Village we celebrate the fact that people from 199 different nationalities have chosen to make Ireland their home. We affectionately call it the 199 Shades of Green as after all collectively we now make up a new diverse island. And every week we get a chance to meet a different person from a different culture, a different nationality and and get to learn about their their country and I suppose their their reasons for being in Ireland. Well, This week we thought we'd turn to someone with their origins not too far away from Ireland over across the waters to England. Joining me now is Bob Hughes, Deputy Director of News at TV3. Welcome to Global Village, Bob. Thank you, Dill. Bob, how long have you been in Ireland now?
0: I've been living in Ireland now for 16 years.
1: Wow. So you're practically Irish now.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm actually naturalised Irish as well as holding a UK passport.
1: Congratulations. (laughs) You have an Irish passport as well. And what brought you over to Ireland to begin with?
0: I suppose you'd say it was love. Um, I met my wife in London. She's from the west of Ireland. And obviously we travelled over for holidays and we just fell in love with the place or I fell in love with the place. Yeah. She was already in love with the place.
1: And was she happy to come back?
0: She was. She was happy to come back and um, reclaim the homeland. Uh, like most people, you know, she had to uh, she she had to go to England for work. Gotcha. So there are echoes of what's going on now.
1: Absolutely, but but this is a, um, like a lot of people think. Oh, migrants come to Ireland because of economic reasons, or you know, for study. But, but you know, my favorite group of migrants are the love migrants, and that's that's what you are, Bob. You you came to Ireland because of of love, and and now you made Ireland your home.
0: Yes, and um, there are lots of things to like about Ireland: the culture, the the music, yeah. the literature. Um, and the the beautiful countryside, yeah.
1: um, and it's funny because most people like when we talk about the 199 shades of green, we always talk about you know, different nationalities, and a lot of people actually wouldn't regard you as really, you know, someone from the UK or being a British, being a foreigner as such, because it's just you so so much part and parcel of Ireland.
0: Yeah, that's true. But you know, people would sometimes remind you of your origins, and you know, you'd feel sometimes be made to feel, but not by very many people, that you weren't, you know, a hundred percent Irish. Oh, okay, uh, gotcha.
1: So this, you still, you feel that sometimes.
0: You some people m- sort of make you feel that sometimes. Um, it's it's interesting. It's not many people, to be honest. But uh, you sort of, sometimes you're occasionally reminded of where you came from. <laughs> oh
1: dear and I'm sure like I think in Ireland we're great at um, saying things but in a jokey manner you know like we, we laugh about it but there is a little message underneath so it's almost like you know giving you that, that message but but you know still kind of being socially acceptable look we're just having a bit of fun here
0: absolutely absolutely and, mo- and most of the time it is just a bit of fun
1: exactly exactly especially when there's football games being played or any, any other sports but talk to me about which part of the UK you're from
0: I'm actually from the West Midlands of England from from an area called the black country uh so called because it used to be full of um industrial factories uh, most of them are long gone and they used to belch out all this black smoke and so it became the black country um but it it's not like that anymore it's uh, the west midlands of england it's it's actually a very nice part of england and uh, i often think it has a lot in common with ireland because people uh, live in very close knit communities family is very important um so it's uh, I suppose it's a sort of sometimes there's a bit of a Coronation Street feel about it, even though it's not Lancashire.
1: <laughs> that that is true, and there there are so many similarities, really. From I mean, you look at uh, y- your your culture, UK culture, and Irish culture. But would you would you find any, any differences uh, that when you came over? Did, were there things that you have to had to adapt?
0: I had to adapt my language a little bit um, because sometimes you would say things uh, differently uh, where I come from. Uh, When somebody first said to me the word genuine, I didn't know what they were talking about, because to me, it was genuine. Yeah. Um, uh, and so you have to adjust your ears a little bit and then you have to adjust your tongue and your mouth and everything.
1: Yeah. I, I had a friend of mine who's, a, who's a, um a psychologist uh, from Italy, and she, was, uh, w- she, she moved over to Ireland and she had her first client. you know, And, for, and she said, you know, as you do with, with therapists, she was saying, well, what's the problem? How can I help you? And this chap said, oh, I'm suffering with nzoi. And she was like, nzoi? you know, she studied about 10 years and she didn't know what this term was. And afterwards, she found out it was anxiety. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. And she
1: thought, oh my God, I, I studied for 10 years and I came to Ireland. And I didn't know what this term, there's a new psychological term. So so there is, um, there is, um as you said, you, you, it takes a while for your year to kind of tune into the Irish accent. But after 16 years, do, do you feel you your accent has gone more irish or is it still the same
0: oh it, it 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 moves around all over the place because i i've i've lived in all sorts of different parts of the uk and it even moves w- when i slip into an irish accent between the west of ireland and and dublin and <laughs> And if I go up to Belfast, then it goes again, you know. So I'm a bit of a chameleon when it comes to languages.
1: Yeah. And when when you go back to you know visit family and friends in the UK, do they do 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 they say to you well, what what did you say that that's that's a new term? Would you do you find yourself using terminology picked up here? Well, you sort of you
0: find you you find you I don't know you, you find yourself clicking into to the way they talk. So so I, I I I go into a West Midlands wine when I go home. So that, that's what happens.
1: So. Uh, now tell me this, your your wife is a singer as well, which is very, very interesting because you're going to be playing her, her, her song very shortly. But uh, tell me about the music that she sings.
0: Yes, yeah, she sings uh, traditional Irish music and she sings with a, uh, a group called uh, Shola, which is named after the area between uh, Abbey Moy and Nachmar in uh, North Galway and uh they revived um uh, uh, uh the contents of a book uh, which was collected in the early 20th century by uh, Evelyn banning Kostler um who was a very impressive woman she was a doctor's wife she was in the Shannon. she sat on the republican courts wow and she also collected irish traditional music in the region around chum and north galway and so um her, her book was published and um, Moishola, the group, has r- revived the book, which was Our Om We
1: How's the Irish, Bob?
0: It's a bit dodgy, actually. I have the old <laughs> of focal and, uh uh but it slips now and again. My <laughs> wife speaks Irish, obviously, and so do my kids, because uh-huh. they went to a Gael school. Yeah. But, well, uh, th-
1: but this is the thing now that your wife speaks Irish and your kids do as well, so they happily talk about you behind your back. <laughs> oh, no, they
0: don't do that. They don't do that. Like most kids, if they have to go to school and speak Irish, they don't want to speak Irish at home. So <laughs>
2: oh, really? What?
0: Uh, because it's like being at school. All right, so. <laughs> fair enough.
1: Fair enough. I, I keep saying to myself, one of these, I ne- I, one of these days, I need to learn Irish as well. But it's just, it's it's it's, it's a tough language, you know. And and I do I, because especially something on the show. Whenever we talk about um, you know certain issues and people come uh, with the, with unusual Irish names, I always get very nervous because it's you know it's it's a person's name as well. It's very important to get it right, you know. So, but uh, you do absolutely. Doing, and I in,
0: think the pressure, the pressure, the pressure does come on yeah. when you're actually put on the spot to yeah. say something in
1: Irish. My my. You know, people you know don't get it right when they have, when they have to you know pronounce my surname so sometimes i think you know what you know i'll try and get um, you know pronounce your surname if you can try and pronounce mine but listen so we're going to listen to your uh, your wife's song uh, what's the name of the song and what's the what's the meaning behind it There's,
0: the song is called mm-hmm. Bridgin Vasey and Bridgin is is the name of the woman it's a, it's a love song and it's ascribed to um uh, the Blind Poet from, from the west of Ireland uh, and the air uh, was recorded by, by uh, Eileen Costlow Evelyn banja right. Uh, You're doing
2: right, really great doing there doing Bob right. <laughs> well, <laughs> You're sweating buckets Absolutely
0: and, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, this is a revival of the song by Moishala.
1: listen, Bob, thank you very much for joining us here on Global Village this week's 199 Shades of Green Bob Hughes
2: who's keen to say, it. chicken